You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. All right. So if that red light is to be believed, I believe that we are live here, uh, back to streaming here on a, um, so welcome everyone to an exciting new episode of low key. Well, well, the excitement mostly is, uh, because I get to talk about the talk of the doctor who get to talk about uh, well I, you know what it's a celebration of life I think the um, I think the best way to do it but before I get into any of that what we're going to talk about today um, I will you know this this episode is going to take a complete and I don't like sort of a detour from our normal things but it's still talking about um, media and culture and I will let this out the cat out of the bag this show uh basically from the title giving it away no spoilers we are basically we're basically saying our goodbyes to, uh, in our own special way to kevin conroy um the voice artist the 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 yeah to batman so as I said here, I, it's Harry, I'm the movie target. I'm going to be, of course, I do not fly solo on this mission here to say goodbye to him. Um, I'm going to bring in the other cast that we bring because, you know, I do not fly solo. So, uh, I've, you've got, I've got, so Brian Old, um, shocked me this, this, this Saturday. Uh, we went to set up the studio. And uh, Reinhold was there. Reinhold helped showed up, helped get everything set up, and uh, we. I brought this idea to Reinhold and to Vincent about talking about Kevin Conroy, and uh, Reinhold said something that like shocked me. I really thought I was going to have to ban him from this episode, banish him until like because uh, I did. I didn't know. I did something I couldn't. I haven't asked him or something like that how he felt about this topic, but I was prepared to banish him. Depending on his answer, so right hold. <laughs> go ahead, and, uh, go ahead. And say hi, everybody. Go, go ahead. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, this show and uh, remembering the best Batman that ever existed. Agreed. And your mic is being terrible. I made the mistake of opening yes. up Discord just for a second. Yep. His mic has opinions. And yeah, Vincent was there too. Yeah, I brought this idea to Vincent. Like, this is, this is what we're doing. And depending on uh, Ryan Hall's answer, we may have to banish him from the airwaves until he comes back with the correct answer. <laughs> there can Nobody could be wrong about that. Everybody has to agree that it was the best Batman. I mean, yeah. yeah hands absolutely. down. Yeah, hands down. Yeah. For, yeah. for those who don't know, Kevin Conroy started voicing Batman in Batman the Animated Series in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. And from that point, he voiced Batman through the Animated Series through in the 90s, through the Justice League at Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. Yep. Did a, a bunch of the straight-to-DVD animated movies, mm -hmm. including Flashpoint Paradox and Justice League Doom. Yep. And then transitioned into being the voice of Batman for all three Arkham games. Yep. Arkham Asylum, City, and Night. 
mm-hmm. as well as the Batman and all the Injustice fighting games. And even now, when they did Multiverses, which is the WB knockoff of Smash Brothers, and they're going to put Batman in it, they got Kevin Conroy to be Batman. Yeah, you're getting Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Uh, you also uh, the, did the, he was Batman in the short lived series, Batman, um, Batman Superman series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the quote unquote prequel to <laughs> the Justice League Unlimited, yeah. Batman uh, Superman the animated series. Yeah, and even when it, even when he wasn't the main Batman, they brought him in to play Batman. Mm-hmm. When they did Batman Brave and the Bold, he was Batman of Zurina, which is a crazy Batman because mm-hmm. why not? Because he's Batman. Mm-hmm. For me, he was literally Batman my entire life up to this point. Which, yeah, you know, like it, it kind of like gripped me. Is like you, you know, like because because most people like my age, especially Reinhold, like you've seen different editions of Batman on the screen. Because um, no one's going to get the uh, the Goat Batman, um, which is uh, um, the original uh, Adam West. Adam West is his his, his style of Bat- Batman. It is that groovy having fun style of ba- let loose and having fun Batman there's you know I'm not taking anything from Adam West Adam West was given you know the with the era and stuff like that and it's he made a Batman to it and you know because he didn't have anything else I think everyone else's Batman was built off that uh, 80s Tim Burton back to the director uh, back to like that darker aspect of quote unquote the Dark Knight from Tim Burton that you know before the animated series came out the original adam, adam west batman was really representative of what was going on in the batman comics in the 60s because that's he had the comics code and and everything got a little silly right so mm-hmm. and so he played with that and that's what that's what he was representing which was good but when they you know they did come out with um the original batman movie mm-hmm. which i did go see on opening day and loved it because I, everybody was afraid that Michael Keaton was going to do a horrible job because he was a comedian. How mm-hmm. is he going to do this? And I'm like, I saw him in this movie a few years before about him being in rehab and having to get sober and stuff. And I said, this guy can act. You know, he, he's funny, but he can act. So mm-hmm. I was confident that he was going to do a good job. And he did a great job. And then several other people have played him since then. Um, and I think when. Schumacher took over and cast George Clooney. They were trying to go a little bit back to the silliness of the Adam West, but they didn't commit to it. And it just made it horrible. Um, But in all of that, all of that was going on. When I saw the first animated Batman episode, which Mm -hmm. I saw when it first came out, I saw the very first one. I immediately fell in love with it. Um, The, his, his Batman was what I envisioned Batman should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounding and acting and everything, and it didn't hurt that he was playing with arguably the best Joker in my opinion. Yes, yep. And that was, uh, you know, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, and mm-hmm. and you didn't know you didn't know it was Mark Hamill, right? You know, you had to find that out back in the day. I didn't have, you know, <laughs> it wasn't like as ubiquitous to find information as it was then. But when you realize that that's who that was, you're just mm-hmm. just amazed, not and. Um, so yeah, I watched all of that. I watched. I, I loved it. I thought that was the best thing. When they came out with the new Batman's, they were okay, but it wasn't. It just wasn't the same. It's not. I still think that 
that representation of Batman in the animated series was the best, um, best version ever. Yep. Yeah. The gravitas that he gave to the, uh, yeah, to the Cape Crusader, the the emotion that he got through the screen. Um, truth be told, like this. This was going to be on my honorable mentions. Like when we were going to bring them up, this show, you know, it's not like I said, it's not anime, but this this media helped shape me in my early nineties. It was something that I would rush home from school to watch. It was, you know, it, it, his voice gets me. Like I was so I watched it all the way through. So like yeah, I watched all the anime series. I did the Batman versus uh, Batman and Superman series because I, I did not like the Superman show. I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it. To me, I thought that was junk. But when getting Batman and Superman because it was like it was first technically it's like an American OVA uh, <laughs> special edition movie that Batman Superman <laughs> show right it was really neat and then watching those two go at each other like like so like Batman dis- like spoiler alert Batman discover uh, Superman discovers Batman's uh, uh, super secret identity because he just looked through his cape like oh no right and then Batman you know, freaking, you know, like, uh, you peaked and then, but he, so he puts a tracer on and just traces him, like, I'll just follow you back home, you know? <laughs> well, at one point, didn't uh, Batman have to pretend to be, or didn't Superman have to pretend to be Batman? Uh, the, I remember right? sure there was it, yes. either, yeah, the one had to be yes. each other. Yeah. Um, well, because, um, yeah, so, yeah, Batman was, mi- uh, was missing, was, yeah, he was missing, and, um, not Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, because they fused Tim Drake and Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah, the but it's, made it's all because, Tim Drake all the time. Correct, yeah, because the Batman the Adam series really go dark, but they had a limit, <laughs> <laughs> and that was that Robin. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it goes missing. So, like, yeah, they get going and gets. Uh, Clark to come and play Batman, and he had to sit there like, gonna, gonna threaten him. <laughs> <laughs> Try to be all gruff, and, mm-hmm. which is kind of neat because like uh, someone was like had a like had a fight Bane, and you know like picks up this massive rock that Bane threw. Him, like he's been working out. <laughs> <laughs> the the Batman the animated series because because that's that's what he's Kevin Conroy is. Mm-hmm. Un- undoubtedly linked to correct. The, and, yeah, the yeah. show because it was written by Paul Dini, who's already a comics writer, who already knew Batman, and they just basically gave him here's free reign, tell the story you want to tell, and then you have a Batman that is both serious without it being totally focused on the the comedy stuff, but has little comedy elements in there. Without it being overly dark, and you had you had to find an actor that was able to. Okay, I'll check that in a second. Paul, well, uh, you had an actor who was able to portray all the parts of Batman that needed to be portrayed. When he was Batman, he was gruff and powerful and interesting, and able to show off his level of authority. When he's Bruce Wayne, he was able to to have that that suave confidence while also being slightly affluent. 
but uh, but hiding the fact that he knows everything that's going on. And even when he went to like being matches Malone, when he had to go mm-hmm. undercover as his as his thug character, he played that he flowed into that role perfectly. And when he went to Batman Beyond, where he was old and grizzled and kind of hateful, yep, he rolled it right into it just perfectly. All the voices matched exactly what it should be. Yeah. Right, and you really got that great juxtaposition because they had that just including a limited episode where future old Bruce Wayne gets to talk to younger Batman, and the it and it wasn't like oh it's the, just dubbing the voice of it. it felt like two people at two different times in their life talking to each other. You could tell like, this is the same person, but it, like decades different like the voicing and uh, pulling that off had to been exhausting. Yeah, and him being able to show the powerful moments that Batman had to have in the in the in both the animated series and Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, when you have stories like the him ha- Batman basically having to fight off Mongrel while trying to get Dick Grayson to pull the Paradise Plan off Superman, mm-hmm. and him and Wonder Woman are trying not to die. While Superman's living his best life and the man who has everything. Oh man, yeah. Which is, uh, I, mean, I can't remember. Okay, so there's the the, the writer of the original story that I forget the comic book writer's name. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the first time he actually uh, watching that episode. It's the first time he's ever allowed them to adapt his work and give him credit. He enjoyed that episode that exactly. much, and I can't remember that comic writer's name, and it's drawing a blank right now. I'm sorry. Because, um, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was such a great episode, um, especially like uh, when they did get it off. And Alan it's on, Moore. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Who said that? I Mc, was thinking McFarland, and I was like, that was Alan Moore. It was Alan Moore doing yeah. who did that. Yeah. Who is very picky, very picky yeah. on everything very he does. Very picky, very picky. You know, and he was okay with the small edits they did. You know, it was like, okay, this is fine. That's fine. You're dealing with this, and he, and, he, and, and you know, enjoyed it. And and it is different than the comic version of it, but it is still very good. Um, yeah, and it's that sad aspect. So, like, um, of uh, when Bruce gets it on them, you know, and he sees like you know that aspect of like his, his dad actually winning the fight and sitting there it's heart-wrenching watching it ripped out or the other episode where um when dealing with like because like just a good uh justice league uh, not unlimited it was justice mm-hmm. league uh they they all get turned it was on this island and they use someone uses magic and turns them all into kids and when they get done turning back, they all get done turning back. And then Gift Kevin Conway with this one line because everyone was happy. He's like, hey, we get to be kids again. And they turn to Bruce and goes, like, isn't it great? And he just delivers a line. I haven't been a kid since I was eight years old and just started walking. Just, yeah. just boom. And everyone to deliver that after having such a like a Great silly direction hectic. done, yeah. yeah. Silly hectic episode, silly hectic things were going on, and just like boom, back to earth. <laughs> well, if my memory serves me, it was Jason Blood. I want to say it was the person that turned him into kids. Okay, because magic. <laughs> but Kevin Conroy as Batman is just so, in particularly, 
the way he is able to deliver some of the most heartbreaking scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's either, it's either Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. I don't remember. But I just watched the clip before we went on stream of... That's actually the end of Batman Beyond. That's epilogue. Really? With Ace? In the, the show... In the, uh, that's I don't remember epilogue. what it was. That's the epilogue yeah. episode. But either Justice League Unlimited technically epilogue, mm-hmm. but technically it's part of the Batman Beyond universe because it's still linked there. So there, there's a girl named Ace who had these mental abilities that project hallucinations. Mm-hmm. And her her powers are getting so massive that she was warping reality. And Amanda Waller shows up, gives Bruce this weapon, is like, this has to kill her. She has to die because if she dies with this up, the backlash is going to destroy everything. And he walks in there and Bruce takes the initiative, walks in there saying the ace knows me and she'll let me in. And he walks into the, and sees the ace, this little girl swinging on a swing. And she's like, Batman, I knew you would come. He's like, yeah, of course I would. And she goes, I also read your mind. So I know that you weren't you were never going to use her weapon to kill me. And he just takes it out of his belt and throws it aside. He's like, You're right, I never was. And she talks about how Cadmus had experimented on her and had her play these games, but in reality it was just them robbing her childhood away from her. And Batman goes, Yeah, they did. I can relate. She goes, I know you can. I read your mind. And She's like, you're here because I'm going to die soon. And I know I'm going to die. And she, and he is, yes. And he looks at her and goes, she looks at him and goes, can you stay? I'm scared. And he just says, of course, and sits on the swing next to her and holds her hand until she dies. And it's that level of just a character that is dark and gritty and most people see as this asshole who's secluded and only cares about the Bat family and that's it. Showing his true level of sympathy and empathy for people that need it the most. Yeah. And why he's at, why him being just a human mm-hmm. on the Justice League is so important. Mm-hmm. When you have gods and people who can warp everything around them, having just a dude in a suit who understands that this stuff is scary and you need somebody there. That's what Batman's all about. And being able to portray that in a voice role, mind you, what he didn't say the most lines ever. He didn't have a soliloquy. Mm-hmm. It just, he did exactly what needed to be done and said in a very particular manner to show that he wasn't being aggressive he wasn't being angry. He was being understanding and sympathetic. Yeah. Yeah. That was from the episode epilogue. Uh, just Terry McGinnis just finds out that, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that uh, Terry is more Bruce Wayne's clone uh, than was, was left, to, you know, that he's slowly realizing, like, oh, he goes to Catmiss and then finds Amanda Waller, wants to know it. What the heck is going on? Yeah, right. and Amanda Walter tells him about the series on, you know, the reason why this all happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah, I've watched it. Nice. I've watched this. Watched it, yeah, like, I figured. I figured. Yeah, yeah. I've watched it a lot. I've seen it a lot. I've watched that scene a lot. Um, but this is not just the animated series and that stuff. When you transition on to some of the gaming stuff that some of the mm-hmm. more people know now of all the Arkham games, where he's the where you have him in Arkham Asylum and mm-hmm. he has to figure out how to go through Arkham Asylum and then Arkham City with him bouncing off the Joker who is dying. Yep. yep. Who is playing off of Mark Hamill and Bru- and Kevin Conroy playing off of each other as Mark Hamill's playing a dying sickly Joker who mm-hmm. still wants to get that last laugh no matter no matter what happens. Yeah, which is great with that ep- the, the video games is that they made an effort like we need to get you know like all right who are you gonna get the voices like there was no only one choice for that. and they made an effort to go get Mike, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy for this they didn't want anyone else <laughs> it's like this is who we want you know exactly it's the it, this is who Batman is because mm-hmm. you can tell the people who played the game had watched the shows mm-hmm. going into it. Cause it's like the, their portrayal of Batman is, is much more of the Batman, the animated series, Batman than it is. Um, Comic some some of the comic book, Batman. Yeah. Some of the comic book or some of like the, uh, like, I'm gonna, I'll take some jabs at some of the movies. It's like because mm-hmm. yeah, the, all the every movie Batman. It seems like they, the director, everyone who's watched it, has seen some of the duality that Kevin Conroy did. Tries to put their spin on it and get really gravity, or and they just watch Killing Joke. Is like yeah, I'm a ruthless one man killing machine. It's like okay, that's neat. That's they, neat. they they misunderstood Grant Morrison's approach to Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it. That's what it was. Because mm-hmm. Grant Morrison loved Batman, and while he did go kind of extra with making Batman the end all to be all, even though the Justice League and Superman's are here, he still had humanity to him, and he still was a person. Right. I I, I was always dissatisfied when you kept talking when everyone kept like, "Oh, we're gonna make a more realistic Batman. It's a like, cool. So you're just gonna go straight detective? Nope. Still gonna be this flying, beat a bit more fights. It's like." All right, I could have gone for a detective Sherlock Holmes esque Batman series. That'd have been great. I mean, the 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 Batman movie with Michael Keaton, the first one, he, there was a lot of that in there. I mean, it was mm-hmm. had the comedy, had the humanity. He mm-hmm. was doing investigation. He's trying to figure things out yep. using computers and mm-hmm. and doing detective work. But yep. with Vicky Vale, it yeah. That's but then you had is. to have yeah, you had to have a little bit of crazy in there with you know. Joker and Nicholson kind of stealing that show a little bit, but um, they, I think they did a pretty good job. Like I said, it's probably that's probably the my second favorite Batman is that movie. Hmm. I still think okay. that the animated is better, but I think I think uh, the Kevin the Michael Keaton one is is the second best, just because it felt more real. Like he's not completely brooding; he's actually mm-hmm. having a little bit of fun. And when he's Playboy, he's Playboy, and yeah, but he's not that much different either. So I mean, I just that's just my take on that but that was yeah. the thing about the animated with the animated series was that it wasn't completely dark or completely light it was human <laughs> it was real it was what how people would act in that situation and it yeah. just seemed more realistic to me yeah batman yeah. master of the phantasm best batman movie of all time 
it is the goat Batman movie. And if you say like, I don't know if I can sit through um, a Batman animated movie, right? You're like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. All you have to do is get into your little browser of choice, find the the, the theme that Shirley Winters did. Rest in peace. She's passed away. It was like four years ago. Who broke the score to Batman the Phantasm? Just listen. It's a two minute score of this. So, and look at the time, the detail, the passion they put into the theme for animated movie and let that passion drive it. All right, I can sit down and watch the 75 minute movie. And, and that's the type of animation I enjoy, was what they were doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's when I compare that with. With anime, I get a little mm-hmm. bit. That's this is the type of animation I enjoy. I totally understand that, and the 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 reason we're talking so much about the animated series is because without Kevin Conroy's voice performance, the show wouldn't have been nearly as good as it, as it was. Because because if you put a different actor in there that wasn't playing that that playboy character with just a little bit of with a little bit of knowing that it's a character mm-hmm. or somebody that was all in on one character or the other, you would, the show wouldn't have been nearly as good right. compared to like he, George Clooney is a yeah. good Bruce Wayne compared to his Batman because his Batman's kind of, uh, that's up there. That's up there. That's up there. He brought heart to it is what he did. Exactly. He brought heart and soul to the character that, I mean, you could have the right words written on a page, but the wrong person is saying them. They're not going to it's not going to work. Right. So he yeah. has to be able to convey the emotion appropriately and bring heart to it to where you care about what he's saying, what he's going through. Yeah. And a lot of people miss that. They just think yeah. that they can just throw, plop out a Batman, you know, story and it's everybody's just going to watch it because it's batman and it's like yeah. you know people want more than that so. yeah. right like uh, uh like ben affleck's batman ben affleck looks like when he was in the suit he looked like batman when he's walking around his mannerism dude looks like batman his line delivery he ain't batman he ain't batman <laughs> <laughs> green arrow maybe <laughs> but batman no <laughs> That that extra Andrew. gravelly, yeah. That's but the he, other thing is but, that but Kevin in the suit he looked like it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The other thing is that Kevin Count. A lot of people have the issue of saying that Batman is the real person and Bruce Wayne is the mask, mm-hmm. and they like to play it like that yeah. when that's not the case. It's a duality. It's not that. It's not one or the other. He they work seamlessly together, mm-hmm. and that's the issue with if you look at the dark Knight movies is that that he was Batman the whole time. Even when he was being Bruce Wayne, he was Batman. It was him being the, that version of Batman 24 seven, which makes it a lot harder for you to get into the character. Same with the Ben Affleck one you just brought up. It just wasn't the same because you're not getting all of the character in it. And that and that's just a misconception that people have with Batman in general, is mm-hmm. that they pick one or the other and just go hard into it. 
uh, YouTuber uh, Sage's Reign. If you go get on YouTube and get like, look up Sage's Reign, he does a really good series on the Bat Family and Batman. Um, like Batman Joker, two sides of the same coin. Really good one. Recommend Batman's compassion and Dick Grayson's being the Batman. They talk about that duality, uh, like. You know, he talks about the simplification that, that a lot of people do take on this thing. It does a great breakdown out of it. It's a good 15 minutes of content. I'm not sending you to go watch a seven-hour documentary. <laughs> All right. These are nice, small, little short bits <laughs> series of someone with passion to this series. I, a, I highly recommend after this, go and, you know, you know, you know, like watch Man's the Phantasm, then go to Sage's Raid and look at some of the stuff that they, uh, the, uh, you know, some of the stuff because they even, they even got one on Jason's Todd. It's really, really good stuff. It's, it's amazing, amazing. Series. But yes, yes, that duality thing. There's like they're like two persons battling, and they or they try to make them insane, or it's just he's a guy. Like even the Master of Fantasm, they tackle this. Like, he's a guy. He's just a man possessed because he made a promise that he's trying to do something, and that's the best thing about the Mask of the Phantasm. Um, you got to put this passion through of like because you like it's a prequel movie, like you know how it's going to end, you know what's going to happen after this. And it's this amazing love story of like of the one that could have got away because like it 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 could have stopped there, and he gave you that even through it, you were just like, Oh, like he gave, you delivered the the emotions that he's like, This is gonna end here, this is gonna stop. He's gonna he's not gonna pick up the cape and cowl, you know. It's it's always powerful when you can have the fact that we're having a discussion about Batman in general because of how the performance carries the the personality through, mm-hmm. and that's why it's going to be so hard to have him not around yeah. because when you have gay like the Injustice games, right? We'll talk about that. Is that in the Injustice games the premise is absurd. The premise is, is the Joker convinces Batman, uh, convinces Superman to kill Lois Lane, whose heart is connected to a to a nuke in Metropolis, and he kill and he blows up all of Metropolis because Superman flies Lois Lane into space, thinking she's Doomsday. Oh dear God! And then Superman comes back to Earth and puts his fist through Joker's chest. <laughs> you have the issue of Batman was Batman is trying to calm Superman down like look being this evil regime of murdering people isn't going to bring Lois and Metropolis back you're just murdering people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you have and you have to take it that he's dealing with Superman who's his best friend and trying to calm him down because of a villain that he could have stopped and him having to to deal with that, even in the narrative and of the game and, Mm -hmm. and having that character show, be able to, to fully show that dichotomy of, I don't want to hurt Superman, but I have to, to stop him from killing more people because he's (laughs) gone crazy. Well, that's not my favorite kind of Superman. A lot of people like this Superman because People like evil Superman because people are ridiculous. <laughs> the Batman in it, ha- you have to have a strong Batman to balance out the extreme 
at nature of Superman in that. Mm-hmm. And if you have a lesser Batman voicing this character, not bringing the same level of seriousness and gravitas while also grounding him to this is my best friend I'm fighting. The narrative, the game loses a lot of its luster narratively anyway. And same with the Arkham games where in the Arkham games, if you don't have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill playing off of each other for most of the narratives, for most of it, it doesn't, it won't, they wouldn't have nearly the same weight. Right. Right. Especially with spoilers for the games that in the second, in Arkham city, Joker is dying and he, and he prevents Batman from, from curing him. Batman has a cure. He's going to give it to Joker and Joker hits him with the with the, the the hand buzzer instead, causing him to drop the vial for for Joker. And Batman has to come to terms with the Joker basically just killed himself. And for all of in Arkham Knight, he has these visions of Joker being in his consciousness because he's guilty that he let Joker die. And dealing with having a character be able to portray all of these emotions through hundreds of hours of dialogue that they had to record for mm-hmm. all these games, be it mm-hmm. little punching noises to quips and banter with other random characters. It's impressive. And it shows you how much, how important voice acting really is yep. when it comes to storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incredibly so more, more credit than people want to give, a give to it. Um, I think um, <clears throat> that's why Sarah, everyone got so upset with the Nintendo Mario trailer. Um, everyone loved J- Jack Black's Bowser. Everyone's, you can tell everyone's putting work into it. And then we got just Chris Pratt. Crapped on. Yeah, crapped on. Chris Pratt on. Okay, we got Chris Pratt on. And <laughs> I'm completely upset. You know, it's, you know, this is, you know, like it's. <laughs> I don't know. It's the Kevin Conroy, right? Is I, I want to say is he's the voice actor that made me enjoy Batman. Did I enjoy the movies? I loved the Michael Keaton movie. I loved it. I've watched it many times. The original like, Batman movie with Michael Keaton. I have listened. I listened to that sound soundtrack until I annoyed everyone in front of me. Mainly because you know a lot of princes on there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how you know. Like and how steel, you remember? And steel. Yeah. See. Yeah, so well, no. Well, 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 the original Batman soundtrack. That's fair. Sure. Yeah, and uh, that's why a lot of people. That's why you was like Vicky Vale. I'm like, yeah, Vicky Vale, because I, I listened to the soundtrack. But yeah, yeah. Um, and so it was just like comic, like because I, I really wasn't like a comic book. I didn't really get into comic books until like two thousands. Like I, I understood they existed. I picked up one or twice of them, but it was more than something that I was like, oh, new comic book thing, go get comic books. I didn't do that until I got to like the like last bit of high school and college, you know, it never was something I wanted to do, but I feel like, but the Batman, the other series is always like, you know, like invested in me into the lore, put that seed there. Like what else the heck is going on? 
And the simple fact that they kept doing, and it kind of felt like this long continuity, this world that existed, and they could easily pull characters in and out of it to continue it on. Like Justice League and Limited didn't have to, well, we got to get an origin for like, no, we, no, this we did this in this series. You just pull and bring them up, just pull and bring them up, you know, and we could just do this. It was completely fine. And I, I, I think that from that is what, and also in the Batman, like uh, it's also in the DC animated studios. So it's, it's the reason why we give the M, the MCU such crap. It's like this is hard, but like I got this crap right here, and also DC freaking live action. It's trash, trash. We've I have no idea like why it's so trash versus their animation stuff. The animation stuff, you can, it's you know it's it's got even though they didn't even try probably try to do continuity has better continuity. <laughs> there, there's there's hope. With the new change there, but we'll see. I've got but, more hope that Twitter will like will write its ship and um, be a nice platform. Can you can you log into to Twitter? QFA. <laughs> I know, like that was yeah. If I said that, I was like, oh crap, I can't log out of Twitter. If I log out, I can log back in. Stay logged in. <laughs> Yeah. But it's, the, it's, a, it's okay. My Twitter is like I put Twitter and Facebook in a VM, so it's just right here. <laughs> I took the password out of my password manager. It is just sits here in the synchronized VM, so I can get it. <laughs> we got an RDP into machine to let me do it. So yeah, like the, them having a, a, a connected continuity was one of the other things that made it really interesting. Where even shows that didn't feel like it was a part of the continuity mm-hmm. ended up being a part of it. Static yeah. Shock being mm-hmm. a part of it felt so weird because the show wasn't nearly as connected to all the other ones because of it being, you know, a milestone character and a character that didn't have as much intrinsic lore. Uh, But when it did cross over, you could still feel that, oh, this all matches together. Yep. Um, T-Titans Go even used Batman, uh, even Kevin Conroy. And that's that's the other thing, too, is that like the movies have to kind of tell a story in a certain period of time, whereas... In in a long form series like this, you can really play with with themes and and stories mm-hmm. that you don't have to rush to get to the end at in an hour and a half. You know, right, you can play them out. Right. So that's and it's one of the the things that makes it again makes it so important having a character having a voice actor that can carry a character along with it because right. if you because Batman the animated series. When it became the adventures of Batman and Robin, whole art style changed. Everything kind of looked different. So some people who are in it for the animation probably saw the art animation change. It might not be nearly as interested, mm-hmm. but they kept the same cast. All the voices came over. Everybody who was invested in the characters were able to stay invested because the the personalities behind the characters stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Have. All kinds of people coming in doing voices, right? So you have Mark Hamill coming in doing the Joker, but he's not in every episode. He's not the anchor of the show. Right. You have that. That takes a lot of work, and that mm-hmm. takes a lot of talent to do what mm-hmm. he was able to do with that. Right. Dedication. Dedication to a craft. Right. And, and he act- he never got he never issued it right. He never said, "Okay, I'm done with that." He was like he played that character anytime they asked him to. Correct. Right. For the most part, right? And, yeah. Ready to go. And, and any uh, role. And it's yeah. very important to bring up how much, even though the it pains the failed potential there is, the, the CW, when they did 
they did Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. and they brought Kevin Conroy in to play an old Batman. Yep, live action. And they, in a live action, they they let him, they asked him, "Hey, we need an old Batman. Will you be Batman?" And he was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> and he and he played Batman. He played mm-hmm. Batman as he, even though he was older, and he played it like the old Bruce Wayne from Batman, Batman Beyond. Beyond. Yeah, mm-hmm. he played it just. It close to that, and it's still Batman. Yeah. And when they were like, "Hey, we need Batman. Let's bring in our Batman, the one that everybody loves." Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah, and it was carried that episode on its back. Uh, CW, CW was you know in the t- toilet, and most people didn't really care about the Batwoman series. Um, still don't. Uh, <laughs> 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 it could have been so much better. Um, a lot of it could have been so much better. CW. A lot in the CW. See, I just, I don't know. I don't know. The, um, I, don't know. I, I try to give CW a pass. <laughs> There's, a CW There's just a lot of failed, failed potential there because <laughs> they had all the right ingredients. They just didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I, I watched that first season of The uh, Flash, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of got into it. I was like, this is, this is not yeah. bad. And then everything mm-hmm. just kind of, the, the wheels just came off. And I know the Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, my wife watched it a little bit. She liked it, but and I enjoyed them bringing back. Uh, the best thing about it was them bringing back Constantine, mm-hmm. the guy who yes. played it in the series. Yes. You know, yes. he was great. But then they, but then they misused him. Yeah, you know, right. it was just like they just kept making bad choices. Yeah, they, all the way through. So right, and because they had the license to do Swamp Thing, so yeah, Constantine. License to do Swamp Thing and to get Zantana, and you did nothing with it. <laughs> just they, they could have easily did Justice League Dark. That been, should have been a whole show. It <laughs> should have been a whole show. Yeah. Brought in to t- spend all your CGI budget on bringing in Detective Chimp. That's it. Yeah. All your budget. Well, that's, yeah, that's the other reason <laughs> with CW. They were spending so much. Like, uh, they would kept bringing in characters that just kept going, like, uh, hitting that special effects budget. Like, the, the Green Arrow went because, like, the special effects budget was very low on that show. Yes, I shoot arrows while wearing yeah. dark green. Yeah. And then <laughs> the Flash was, seemed like they didn't find a dollar they didn't want to burn. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Except when it's for Barry to solve the problem. Oh yeah, then they're like, "Oh, you guys." Yeah, wait, wait, stop, stop. yeah, yeah. He's the fastest person, but he has to stop and talk to them before you can take them out. Talk. Well, and then they brought in, they brought in a great uh, villain, right? Um, I can't remember the actor's name for some reason. Oh, is you talk about the actor from Prison Escape? Escape? Prison Escape. No, I was yes. about the, from Doctor Who. Uh, are you talking Captain about Jack? Oh, oh, yeah. The, oh, God, John Barrowman as, you know. The, yes, uh, John Barrowman. Yeah. Such a great, great character. Great, you know. You know. And it wasn't enough to, to save that, but it was still, I mean, it was great to see him do something like that. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. So At least they, they gave him the chance. Yeah, and they had it kept having to come back to play villain again, that good, then the anti-hero. Then they let them be Brazil Ghoul for a little bit. <laughs> And and is and another Batman that um, you guys may not have even watched because you might have just thought little of it. The TV series Gotham was actually very good, in my opinion. I didn't 
I didn't watch Gotham, but I understood that people had enjoyed it, and it wasn't my cup of tea. It wasn't my world of of stuff. I was watching live yeah. action at that point. It was just interesting, kind of seeing the world before Batman. Like, what mm-hmm. was Gotham like before? Mm-hmm. And the the kid, the the girl they got to play, Selena Kyle, she is just amazing. Um, and even beyond that, it's probably my second favorite iteration of the Joker after Mark Hamill was the guy they got to play the Joker in that, that TV show. He did such a good job yeah. as a young did, Joker. I, I thought they didn't even call, they didn't, they didn't let him be named the Joker, didn't they? They eventually, so what they did was they had a character that was perfect for the Joker. When you, you're watching the first season and this episode comes on and it's this guy, kid at a, at a, uh, a circus and, and somebody dies and he's, you know, in, somehow involved in what's going on and to find out at the end that they figure out that he's the one that did it. And then they're in an interrogation room and he just turns it. He's like, starts laughing and you immediately go, Oh my God, that's Joker. Right. But they didn't want to call him that. So what they did was they kill him off by saying that he has a twin and they have the twin go and become, it's just like, why did you do that? You had the guy, you had the story. It was perfect, but you were Mm -hmm. trying to, you were trying to be clever and not, oh, that's not the Joker. Come on. It was from that moment in, and and you can see this little, little clip on YouTube. It's, it's out there. It's very good where you see him just go, he's like crying and everything else. And then he just starts to laughing and you're just like, okay. That's the Joker. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Or the scene when like they're with all the cra- the uh, not so bright crazy people, and he and there's like, why do you get to be in charge? And he picks up the gun and he starts pulling the trigger <laughs> in his mouth, points it at him. It's like, different. Oh yeah, that yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome. Where he's just like, because I he goes clicking and he's just clicking and he's like, because I am the guy. Because I'm going to win. <laughs> he's just like, you you go okay. You got oh, it. Cool. You, you're that was the one of the best portrayals I've ever seen a Joker mm-hmm. because it wasn't he wasn't over the top crazy, he was believable crazy. Mm-hmm. You could see it in his he played it, you see it in his eyes. He was not all there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's yeah. I mean, like I said, I think it's the second best Joker, but I, I think Mark Hamill did the best. And, and I think part of it was Mark Hamill's acting, but I think also part of it was him playing off of. Mm-hmm. Kevin this Conroy. Batman in the anime is Kevin Conroy. I, that, I think that really helped a lot because you had that um, iconic um, hero villain. They're so intertwined with each other in the comics. They're so intertwined with all the stories. Uh, how many times the Joker saves Batman because nobody else should be able to kill him. It's it's his job to do that. You know yep. um, that, that relationship was played out so well by those two great actors playing off each other. But yeah, remember the, yeah, it was episode of the Batman editor series. Harley Quinn captures Batman, <laughs> has him over the piranhas, and he's and got he him, just loses it. Got him, and it's Batman's like, "What are you doing?" And it's like, "What I did one of his plans that he couldn't get going. I caught you." I've got you, and I made these fish smile because they're smiling. If you look at them from upside down, and like Harley called him a fool and started laughing, so like Batman starts laughing, and it's like I don't like you laughing. 
<laughs> oh, and that's the other thing too about the animated series is they in basically invented Harley Quinn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there oh, wasn't they, really they, a character. There wasn't basically they yeah. did. Yeah, um, and now Quinn. and now it's just such an iconic figure in the mm-hmm. whole story because of how mm-hmm. the writing and acting on that show exactly. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harley Quinn was literally created by Paul Dini, the showrunner for Batman the Animated Series. For his friend Arlene Sorkin, who voiced her in the animated series, and th- that character was made specifically for Arlene Sorkin to play Harley Quinn. And w- after she she didn't want to do it anymore, it went to Tara Strong, and Tara Strong's basically Harley Quinn now. Which, of course, she is. Tara Strong is, and almost anything Tara Amazing. Strong is is there. <laughs> She's even in the MCU now. Tara Strong's in the MCU now. <laughs> She voiced the the clock in Loki. <laughs> and oh yeah, just around the, the Miss uh, Miss Minutes. That's mm-hmm. what her name was. By the way, Paul, I I, I enjoy your uh, Harley Quinn show what? reference there. I appreciate it. What my damn electric car, Bruce? <laughs> oh god, god. that <laughs> Alan Tunick's Joker in Harley Quinn is really good too. Yeah. That his Joker is so good. <laughs> So good. Oh, Alan just going I'm in. Ready for bear. <laughs> Alan Tudyk just going in. <laughs> okay, but, so uh, I to get into it before we go anywhere. So I do have to say, like, so like I think one of the also the better stories of Kevin Conroy in his life. I think everyone's have heard this one before. Is uh, during the 9-11, after the 9-11 attacks, right? So it's, you know, it's a month after the 9-11 attacks. Kevin Conroy is volunteering there. Uh, um, uh, and it's in the soup kitchen. He just, you know, yeah, he's helping feed everyone. So that's they're going there, doing rescue attempts, trying to think, pull out survivors. They're just trying to pull out the rubble. Kevin Conroy's just in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> And I remember hearing this as a like a like I almost thought it was a tall tale at the time when you hear about when I first heard about this story until so like he keeps repeating it and other people was like no this actually happened and that that and then people couldn't believe it, it was like so who are you because like you could hear his voice he's like what do you do it was like oh yeah I do some voice actor like what do you was like you know like I'm the voice of Batman and there and this just calls back like you know like uh, it's like and you're like let me hear your voice and he hears it like God you wouldn't believe this. Batman, you know, who's this Batman has been cooking our food. It's like, yeah, right. He's lying, you know, and he gives the whole speech. I'm the knight. I am Batman from the back of the kitchen and the whole place he runs. And it was, you know, that hearing this amazing, like lifting all these people's spirits. And it's nice to, like, when you hear about, hear about, you know, you know, like this good will, like he's, you know, he's just a regular guy that has, that has an amazing circumstance to be able to have that opportunity. And, you know, taking the opportunity as a voice actor to voice a character, granted, takes the check, makes it, it was cons- good, consistent money with him for over a decade. And also, in the understanding, like, because at the time, it was like voice actors at that time got barely any respect, barely got paid anything around there and you had to stay into the side of the union pay union dues if you wanted to get any residuals off of anything uh unlike what's fry uh, the guy the guy who voiced it to frylock because he was in union so he doesn't get any of the residuals uh from um awkwarding hunger force so i so. no wonder dana snyder's in like a, a million other shows yeah. <laughs> he needed to make up the money for it <laughs> but i haven't heard any 
there's very little people I've heard that said anything bad about Kevin Conroy. Right. Just in general, he was just yeah. a, it was just a good guy, and he was one of the first people. And cameo started getting big. He was one of the first people on there who was who would willingly pay you pay him. He would do his Batman voice and give you anything on cameo mm-hmm. because that's just who he was. He would. Yeah. There's been bunch of conventions where they had him do Batman monologues from the comics because they just wanted to hear him do the voice of it mm-hmm. and he would willingly do it he enjoyed it and it wasn't over a decade Harry he played it for he's been he was Batman my entire life mm-hmm. so he was almost Batman for three decades it's technically <laughs> over a decade so <laughs> it's not just one decade it's th- almost decade. three decades technically over a decade so I also <laughs> win so I also Is won also win <laughs> But so you're I'm underselling him. You're underselling. I also won. So <laughs> sorry if you can't understand that. Greater than or equal to sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, and like that's why there's so many cuts. There's been so many cuts of Kevin Conroy saying the exact same lines over and over, and he would just do it. Which like, and you don't really see any like actors period willing to do that other than like uh someone like the like like bruce campbell bruce campbell like loves his fans will do this for hours on it and and you know like and kevin Conroy's the same way like oh yeah bring me the script i'll read it read lines uh, like he'll even read um i I've, i was trying to look for this clip too because like he actually has read like some my little pony lines there too <laughs> which <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. Well, yeah, well, because like you know, because he hangs up Terrace Rock, Philip, they they, yeah. they hang out, you know. Yeah. Well, at conventions, they go to conventions, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and they probably have met each other in booths, you know, do voice acting in booths. So, uh, as we get, I don't want to get too long because I really wanted to get this thing out. Uh, I really want to talk about how did you find out uh, of his passing? How did you find out? How did you discover it? And um, you know, like, uh, like, like, previously, let's go with, uh, uh, I'll go first, um, then we'll go around the room. So when I first discovered what the heck was going on, I was just bopping around working and I just get on Twitter for a little bit and I see a tweet from Derek Strong. And <laughs> it's Kevin Conroy and it's like, I had to sit there and it just ripped to a legend and I'm just like, is there a convention going on? He's like, really like, did he get drunk or something? What's going on? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, just like, and then you click the tweet and like, see what's going on. And then you start reading down. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. It, yeah. It, uh, it, it, I want to say it did kind of wreck my day. Um, I, cause usually like when these celebrity things happen, it really doesn't like affect me as much, but this one, like, yeah, this is, a voice from my childhood. This one like touched my nerve and it really got to me. And uh, yeah, I shared it inside like our little discord. I was like, look at, and I was, you know, just like just put it there. It was like, I, I need to share this, but it really hasn't sunk in on what I just read. So, yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that's how I came. That's how I came to it. Like uh right home. Uh, I just, I found out about it. I was just, flipping through Facebook and I saw the, the, um, I think it was comic book. Um, one of the comic book things I subscribed to on Facebook, I've kind of cultivated my feed to be a lot more, uh, a lot less political and a little bit more other stuff too. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, trying to branch out a little bit on that, but, um, I'm, cause I've got different profiles on there now. And 
it just came up says you know this this happened it was right after you know it was, it was the first announced so i got it pretty early and uh, it was just just felt sad i mean it was i i don't like it when anybody dies so you always see me sad reacting to any bad news like that but you know mm-hmm. it was it was sad to know that there's not going to be any more of that so for me i saw the same tara strong tweet that you saw mm. like that that's the first one i saw i was just like wow i can't it, for me it was one of those like wow i cannot believe that that happened right. and then just thinking back on how much he has actually shaped how i view batman as mm-hmm. a as a character because mm-hmm. because when you look at the comics and look at all the different versions of batman throughout the years be it you know movies video games comic books all the different stories in comic books it's that's the batman i hear in my head yep. kevin conroy is batman when i think of batman yep while there are other characters with other random voices like Bane will always have the joke Bane voice, especially because of fucking Harley Quinn show who made it. That's his actual voice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mark Hamill's Joker will always be the Joker in my head. If, by the way, if you haven't seen him do some of the lines from the dark Knight, where Mark, they, somebody at a convention had him do like, you want to know how I got these scars, but as his Joker, mm-hmm. so good. But when I think of Batman, the voice I hear in my head for Batman is Kevin Conroy's Batman. Always. No matter what the story, no matter how ridiculous and insane the narrative is, him going to hell to get his son's soul back, I still hear Kevin Conroy talking about it. Hmm. And it's yep. one of those, everybody has a voice of, of a character, and that that's how I imagine it. Same yeah. way, like if I ever see anything with Static Shock, I always hear Phil Lamar's voice doing it. The TV version of him, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I hear. Yep, yep. And the same way with Superman, Superman, like all the original show voices of characters is how I hear them. Kevin Conroy's Batman, the Superman from the animated series and the Justice League stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deathstroke is always Slade from Teen Titans. Mm. That that. Ron Perlman deep voice. That's how I always hear him in my head. See, I moved on to the CW Slade. That one's like, gotcha kid. Oh man, that one's so much better. When we talk when we talk Superman, I can't hear anybody but Christopher Reeve, sorry. But which is fair. Which is because that's, that's he he was perfect in that role and I just it just it's so sad what happened to him. So but mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. But that every character has that voice. Of once you hear it once, that's the voice. No matter how, who else does it, no matter how else, it, no matter how else anybody performs it, it's the voice. You know, uh, Christopher Lloyd will always be Doc Brown. No matter who who does it, no matter who who fills in the role, no matter whatever they're doing it, he will always be Doc Brown. And it's just that some characters just have that where that voice transitions and transcends any and er- every other version of that character. Mm. And Kevin Conroy is that voice. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's why it hit a lot of people so hard because it, he's been Batman for almost three decades yeah. because he was and in May series and these big popular video games that 
most mm-hmm. superhero games still try to imitate in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. E- yeah. Across genres, across... Which, you know, even when it started, like, at, at the time when video games don't even get, like, the big game actors, like, you can play, like, Guardians of the Galaxy is like, you're not getting the the, the special watches, you're not getting that. You're not getting that. And <laughs> it's crazy thinking that Kevin Conroy did the voice of Bat- of Batman it, in the Sega CD version of the Batman and Robin game. Oh, well. Yeah, because because wow. he because they made a game for the Batman and Robin Adventures. Mm-hmm. He played Batman in the Sega CD version of that game. Oof, oof, and it lets you know how much he was dedicated and cared for this character, mm-hmm. and that that amount of cherishing of a character is what really brings it through. So, so, so that was the heavy Loki wall episode. <laughs> Everybody absorbs and enjoys the memory of a of a great man who just wanted to help others and make them smile, and mm-hmm. cared for, and will be intrinsically linked with something that for anybody who's a comic book fan should go watch. If you haven't seen Batman the Animated Series, go out and watch it. It it. It warped comic books entirely. Mm-hmm. Harley yes, Quinn came to. from it. the The Mister Freeze's story with with yes. Nora came mm-hmm. from the animated series. Yep, yep. That idea, of it, it, yeah, because he was just like a goofy "hoo hoo, I freeze mm-hmm. people" character before that. And if you want to, if you have seen it and you want to watch other people see it for the first time, uh, there's a. a group on YouTube called uh, Blind Wave. In July, they started watching the animated series Mm. and reacting to it. And they are all, you know, comic book nerds. Those guys are hardcore on that. So um, they're they're enjoying it and having a good time with it. The animated series has something for everybody. If you if you're if you're a I need dark and gritty and diehard and actions and stuff. You have the episodes about baby doll. The baby doll episode is dark and sad. Uh, The, the Batgirl hallucination episode. But then you also have lighter and funnier episodes of like, I almost got him. I I love that one. (laughs) Oh, it was a big rock. <laughs> <laughs> Which is God, a bunch of villains playing poker and discussing <laughs> the time they almost caught Batman. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I, mean, I, I still remember the the f- first Scarecrow episode on the mm-hmm. animated series. Was, that was like, that's what got me really into Scarecrow. I never really liked him in the comic books that much, but mm-hmm. that portrayal was what I was hoping for when they introduced him in the movies. Yeah. And then they just kind of pissed him away a little bit. And then they, they brought him in on Gotham. They created a, a, a scarecrow in Gotham, which was actually fairly good. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's that showed it last as long as it should have. So, yeah, well, you can see it fully developed. Um, I think the, 
I think like the episode things change where uh, you get to see the episode where Dick Grayson Robin quits being Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see him as Nightwing with his mullet. <laughs> the mullet a, Nightwing. It's, it's, a, it's not a mullet. mullet it's Nightwing. A, not a mullet. It's a, a, a <laughs> functional. <laughs> Helps with the drag when leaping off buildings. Okay, but I, I, even after Dick becomes Nightwing, you know, most people when they think of Robin, they think of Tim Drake and that Robin. For a lot yeah. of people, that was Robin when they're growing up. Tim Drake's right. yeah. in the animated series was Robin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even in Teen Titans, people don't even know which Robin it is because they never say. Yeah, so uh, some people think it's Dick. Some people think it's Tim. It's Dick Grayson and Teen Titans. Because they I, show him grow up as Nightwing. I know. Yeah. But there's but in really it, um, long. Yeah, they have a really long time for them to get to that point. Correct. And then in, um, what is it, the uh, Young other Justice. Young Justice, they actually, you get Dick Grayson oh. and, uh, yeah. yeah. Todd, uh, Todd, um, uh, Tim Drake. Tim. Yeah, yeah, no one wants to take Jason. <laughs> this is Todd's a hard nut to crash. I know. Oh, I know. yeah, yeah. How do we talk about the guy that dies and comes back to life? And starts shooting people. <laughs> and starts fucking mowing people down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With his guns. Yeah. Yeah. Which that movie, um, Under the Red Hood, you do get um uh Dookie House or Nightwing. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris plays Nightwing in it, and right. then um uh the Hector guy from Supernatural plays uh Jason Todd. Um, yeah, thank you. Yep. Thank you. But <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Conroy being Batman, the the voice that represented every version of Batman, the goofy side of him singing and and joking around and making jokes with the Flash and calling them basically calling them worthless Mm -hmm. to him being kind and and cautious and caring when it came to Ace and. The stuff with Barbara and him dealing with the Paradise Plant, to yep. him being conniving and and deceitful when he was he did Batman and Justice League Doom when they did the story where Batman where they hack into his all of his contingency plans and use them against the heroes. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. which of course his is. Kidnap my dead parents' coffins. <laughs> That's how you. But it also showed that he's human. He doesn't have a contingency plan for him because all the Justice League could just kill him. Yeah, he's just a guy. Mm-hmm. So and he gets a second piece of kryptonite. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, he actually gives Superman back the kryptonite at the end of that movie. You remember. That's fake. It's Batman. Come on. He goes to give it to him, and he t- and Superman tells him to keep it, even though he's not part of Justice League anymore. He palms that. Come on, <laughs> <Batman>. it's Batman. <laughs> but the, Batman. See, that's the thing is that the Kevin Conroy Batman is much less of that kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have plans for everything, Batman. Yeah, it's much more of a real character, mm-hmm. and I feel like yep. the caricature that he's become. The character, Batman in the comics and yeah. some of the other versions of him that he's become yeah. is yeah. draws on the worst aspects of what people perceive to be Batman. Yeah. But yeah. Those, the big yellow 
bat symbol on your chest because it's easy to bulletproof this than this <laughs> style yeah. of Batman. Yeah. It's it's important to just realize that sometimes people who just did a job for years and years and years mm-hmm. can have massive rippling impacts on other people's lives. Yep. And be it voicing a cartoon character for 30 years mm-hmm. changed a lot of people's perception on a lot of things. Yep. And will always kind of sit there as something that people will remember. Well, everybody, um, I hope we can help inspire you to, you know, like to watch, to pick up Batman Day of the Mayor series, to go give it a watch, or at the very least, Mask of the Phantasm, or pick up one of the video games to understand. You can actually Mm -hmm. understand. Or if you do understand, you can really like, I say pick it up and play it this, you know, play it this week. You know, it's a rewatch from your favorite episodes. It's, you know, it's. You know, it's it's a good way to you know, like you know, to get through and understand that you, know, you gotta have, you know, we didn't know what which what was go- when his final role was ever going to be, but and it turned out to be multiverses, yeah, where he gets to fight he, him and Shaggy can fight Jake the dog <laughs> and Arya Stark. Yep. <laughs> hey, I mean, but. They still got him for the role, and that's all that really matters. Right. He did it. Like, a lot of, you know, so many other people who have been Batman, they, they did their thing, and they're, whoop, they're gone. You know, they barely want to ever want to touch it again. I think I think uh, Michael Keaton has always interested, always wanted to get back in, and I um, and really hope they let Michael Keaton, and they give us the movie we really want with Michael Keaton, is to give us our Batman Beyond movie. <laughs> Stop being a coward. Well, that's why they, that's why he did Birdman because he wanted to do Batman again, but they wouldn't. You know, there wasn't a vehicle for it. But there is discussion of him coming back and doing Batman again. Yeah, in some matter. But then that movie got shelved and scrapped. Yeah, because that Batgirl movie was apparently trash. Yeah, it was trash. Apparently, it was really bad, and, <laughs> and they they completely and utterly scrapped it before he even got a chance to, but, to be. Seen. And it's sad because they filmed the whole thing. Yeah, they just tied it down. We're not going to show it to anybody. Well, so. The words "brand damaging" came out. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know how bad it was because if something, especially from the DC WB movie side, when they said like "this is brand damaging" versus everything else we've put out, it's like this you, is you brand. That, not not Martha. That that wasn't brand damaging. That wasn't brand damaging. <laughs> The, the the terrible CGI the mustache away wasn't brand damaging. Nope. nope. This this movie was going to be brand damaging. This is brand damaging. <laughs> that lets you know there's yeah. something terrible happened in that movie. They, yeah, they said that even still haven't let go of Ezra Miller. <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> He's they do know that one day that's gonna on. it's gonna come out. Oh, yeah, people are going to get a hold of it. I'm somehow. definitely going to watch it. I'm, Unless I they have burn to watch it. it. <laughs> they, they're apparently like they was going to do like they did plan on doing like one showing of the cast and the crew, and then they are like lock. It's going to go in some 
WB Vault. Oh, dude, if, if that if that movie ever gets twenty years, somebody will pull it out. I mean, it'll eventually, eventually show its face. If they don't, if they don't burn it, somebody will have it out there. Yeah, it's gonna go. It's gonna go underneath the, the lot, the water lot next to the real uh, Snyder cut. It's <laughs> a real Snyder cut in in the Yakko Wacko and Dot. Mm-hmm, the, the live action movie. <laughs> the live action of the Animaniacs. Oh, that, that's that's where they put Freakazoid season two. <laughs> oh man. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's just, it's next to the icon movie that they they thought about doing, but but milestone they refused to do anything with. All right. Uh, so last bit of shilling. Don't forget in um, so Black Friday, which is the not this Friday, the next Friday, we're gonna do our long form episode for like four hours on that Friday. Uh, I did get. Uh, for friends of the network who know her, we did get Miranda. She signed on, but she has no equipment. So I've got to find out either how to get her equipment so she can stream with us or have her sit next to me here in my studio. That means I have to remove some of the. Um, the weeb shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's call it that. <laughs> it's honestly, it's just. Like books on the floor and old coffee cups, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but, but if you don't observe them, do they exist? Is the question. They do not. If I don't look at it, it doesn't exist right now. But yeah, so so I you know so I'm going to try to get her equipment there so she can stream at her house. But if that doesn't happen, I'm going to bring her here, and uh, you know, which is fine. Then I got someone I can do shots with sitting here. That should be fun. And, and that's how the four-hour episode became a twelve-hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Even though we're supposed to record the the main show that Saturday. <laughs> like a little hungover, or just stay up. Like I'm going. We're still going. We're still, still going. It's about to be a twelve-hour stream. Like, all right, guys, we're gonna take a break to go record the main episode. Drive. We'll be- <laughs> Taking an Uber to the studio because I legally can drive. <laughs> I haven't stopped drinking since the episode started. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and by and- Uber, you mean you called me? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, Uber black. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uber half black. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, so like next week's episode, I don't know if we'll do media. I think I've got another topic I may want to bring up, but I don't know. I don't know. No promises. That because I still haven't got W83 because the place I was supposed to buy it apparently didn't have it. I got refunded my money. And I'm like, (laughs) this is, this is upsetting. Like I remember it, but I really want to rewatch it. Just uh, give me, give me two episodes. I just need. Just need something, and and I try to find somewhere else. Was like sixty five dollars. I'm like, I'm not paying sixty five dollars for a DVD. <laughs> DVD, not even Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not even Blu-ray. It's not even a VHS. It's if a it was a VHS, DVD. I might have did it. But DVD, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, f you, f you. Yeah. So, all right. So before this episode gets long to the tooth, it will say thank you for listening. You get to listen to anything else in the world, but decided to listen to this. Thank you, and please pick up some 
you know, really good Kevin Conroy to understand, like, so, you, you know, understand what you're feeling, or just to be able to say goodbye to an amazing voice actor. Um, so, thank you, everyone, and I will see you next week. <laughs>